The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, friends. I'm your host, Chris Thrill. I'm a former Royal Marines commando. I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Hello, friends. So I've been asked um, how many foreigners are there in the triads? Can foreigners join? So the short answer to that is none. Uh, But there's kind of some exceptions, and I'll try and explain. Now, myself, I was never a triad. I was all I was was a nightclub doorman for them. So I was loosely in a fit, what you might call an affiliate. Um, in America, back in the eighties, I think that's the era we're talking. There was a guy called John Willis, who was a nightclub doorman, and. He broke up a fight or he stuck up for a Chinese guy one night and the Chinese guy happened to be a high level triad and he gave John a card and said, if you ever need me, come and look me up. So John found himself out of work one day and and stuck between a rock and a hard place. He called this guy and the guy took him in. The house that he lived in was was uh, frequented by a triad gang in, I think this is Boston we're talking about. And the rumor is that he was um, taken into this gang, so went through the, the initiation ceremony, etc. Well, that may well be. I mean, there's always exceptions to kind of rules, right? And this was in America. In Hong Kong, it's a pure-blooded society. They don't even trust people that have been overseas. They're certainly not going to uh, take a Westerner on their on their books. I mean, these people have got people to answer to, right? So, but what I did... Um, no, the first thing I'll say there is they will work with anyone, though. If the triad think they can make money, whether it's through drugs, prostitution gambling, crime, corruption, um, fraud, you know, this kind of thing in big business. And any way they think they can make money, they will work with anyone because that's what they are. They're a, they're a, they're a brotherhood, they're a fraternity, but they're a, also a crime syndicate, right? So that said, what I came across in Hong Kong, I'll tell you the story, I was on the door one night. It was after the incident where the Thai girl collapsed on the floor and she was uh, unconscious and I kind of went in to help her. If you've seen Sean Atwood's podcast, you, you've probably heard me talk about this. I, I talk about it in my video, um, what's it like to work for the triads. And the night after I helped that girl, 
or a few nights later, I turned up for work and there was a South African guy there called Drick. And he'd kind of been sent to keep a bit of an eye on me because I think they were quite suspicious because I was asking so many questions because I was fascinated. I think they thought that maybe I was undercover police or, or something. Now, what happened was this guy, Drick, had been homeless with a drink problem. And he said the triads rescued him one day. They gave him a place to stay. They asked him, they gave him a job in one of their clubs. Uh, so, yeah, they'd kind of seen an opportunity to get a Westerner to come and work for them. And they need Westerners because Chinese, they don't want to interact directly with Westerners because our culture and our psychology is so different. So they need that person in the middle. It's not like, it's like me. They're not massively going to trust you, but they kind of, they've got you there as like a buffer, right? So this guy, Drick, told me a story that he'd been homeless, sleeping on the, on the street. They'd come, they'd offered him a job. Um, they'd got him accommodation. And in return, like he had to sort his life out a bit and, and work, work in their clubs. And, he was a cagey guy and he kept saying to me, have you got it yet, Chris? I'd be like, what are you on about? Oh, nothing. Fuck. And then, you know, next night, Chris, so have you got it yet? Dude, got what? Oh, nothing, you know. Got really annoying in the end. And then one day, I noticed when he was stood on the door of the club that when it, when expats would approach so foreigners living in Hong Kong he'd go <clears throat> just let out this tiny indistinct cough and the person coming into the club would <clears throat> just cough back and it was so discreet that it took me ages to notice this thing that's going on when I look down at the hands of the foreigners you've got to remember I was fascinated with the triads so I'm thinking if there's some secret cough code going on, are they doing like the hand signs as well? And lo and behold, every time these expats would come, they'd make this sign. It's uh, referred to as Sik Yin, which means uh, smoke cigarette. And Yak Gun Holok means one can of Coke or a can of Coke. So Sik Yin, Yak Gun Holok. And... It was just so clever. And it bugged me for years that these guys kept trying to say, Chris, have you got it yet? Can you see what's going on? My friend was rescued, old Ron in my book. He was rescued off the street. Next thing I knew, he had a job. He, had a, he was going out with bar girls. He had a flashy laptop. He had an expensive apartment. Um, and he would do this thing when we're walking down the street couple of Chinese would walk past and he'd go <clears throat> and they'd go like not not as blatantly as I'm doing it now right it was so subtle and I just cornered him one day and said Ron what the fuck is going on man oh nothing he said, don't bullshit me look at me I was I was out of my mind by this time I was really unwell on the drugs and I was desperately just trying to make sense of what the hell is going on in Hong Kong in Wan Chai and uh, and I said, Ron, don't just tell me we didn't just walk past those two geezers 
and you coughed and they coughed back at you. And he went, I said, Ron, look, just throw me a bone, mate, please. Throw me a bone. Can't you see I'm desperate? And he said, I said, all right, Ron, just tell me this. Should I be, <clears throat> you know, should I be doing that? And he's like, well, at least they'll see you're trying. That's the God's honest truth. That's not my psychosis talking. That is what he said to me, right? So, fast forward, years later, I'm still, I'm writing my book and I'm trying to get my head around what were all these foreigners doing? They came in my club. A lot of them, would, they had no jobs in Hong Kong. Hong Kong's a really expensive place. I knew that they were selling drugs and I knew that they were selling the drugs in the Chinese clubs, right? Remember, Chinese will work, the triads will work with anyone if they can make a buck, right? So I'm doing some research for my book and I just typed into Google the foreign triad. Lo and behold, up comes an article called My Big Fat Triad Wedding. It was written by, I think it's Asia Online, which is uh, an Asian newspaper. And it was written by a guy called Bill Sparrow, William Sparrow. And it was about a Westerner who'd gone into a Hong Kong nightclub in Wan Chai. So probably we're talking the one I worked in. Uh, and he got talking to a Filipino bar girl, right? And he notices she's got a tattoo on her wrist. And he says to her, I'll post the link, guys, for this. Um, I'll post the link for this. You, you can read it yourselves, right? He said, what's the tattoo? And she said, oh, nothing, nothing. He said, no, come on, what's the tattoo? She said, ah, it's the foreign triad. He's like, what? She said, the foreign triad. When I was younger, I was in the foreign triad. It's this clique of Westerners that they, uh, you know, foreigners that run errands for the, for the 14K. That was the gang I worked for. He's like, what do you mean errands? She's like, drug running, smuggling jewels, prostitution, you know, getting girls to pimp out, this kind of thing. So I was gobsmacked. I'd lived with that knowledge for like 15 years. I couldn't find anything on the internet until I came across this article. And it all came flooding back what happened in that club. And to think that I was right about the foreign tribe because I was so unwell, it was really unclear about a lot of things, right? If you've read Eat and Smoke, you'll, you'll, you'll know what I mean. And so, yeah. Now, fast forward, when I went back to Hong Kong for my book launch, it's a very proud moment for me, actually. I walked through Heathrow Airport, and I'd gone from being chronically mentally unwell, mentally unwell, in psychosis from crystal meth addiction, lost everything, right, almost everything, to walking through Heathrow, and my book was, like, number 12 bestseller, uh, and I did all that myself. I had no help, no support groups, no AA, nothing like that, no doctors. Anyway, I digress. When I got back to Hong Kong, I went back to that club. I tell you what, it was quite a nerve-wracking moment for me. I wasn't quite sure how it would go down, right? I, I kind of figured everything would have changed. But then I saw a YouTube video with the owner, if, if you heard my Sean Atwood, podcast you'll know the owner was called david not a triad uh, i saw a video with him on right so i'm going back to this club realizing he still owns it 
And I didn't know if the Dilo, that's the triad big brother, still managed the place, the guy that I knew, Paul Eng. Um, yeah, it was quite, it, quite a moment to go back in that club, right? And I just went straight in, passed the guy on the door. Anyway, I met a couple of guys, old China hands, they're called. That's expats that have lived in Asia all their lives. And I was pressing them, saying, look, can you tell me about the foreign triad? And none of the people I spoke to would let anything slip. I took it that they just genuinely didn't know. But then again, you've got to remember, I work for the triads. They, these guys probably never work for them. I don't know if that is a factor. But I spoke to a Filipino bar girl and I said, do you know the foreign triad? She's like, no idea, you know. So it's quite bizarre. I don't know if this was just a thing in the 90s. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know. It's kind of the beauty of my book, if you've read it, because it's it's kind of up in arms. So the answer to this story is no, no, no white triads, foreign triads. There's people that are close, the people that work in the clubs, like I, I did. I was never that close, but there are some Indian guys that have been in Hong Kong like 20 years. They know all these guys like the back of their hand, you know. And there was the John Willis character I, I told you about. So next question, please. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username, Chris Thrall. Instagram, Chris.Thrall. Thank you.